1: This is stereo Media. Yo.
0: I'm not sure, but what you came for to blow your smoke up your ass, seminars next door. door. Line your tips up, man, just like Connect x four. all you winning or wanting dope? That's what we check for. I build and to cash, create cash flow. Epic real estate investment to make your cash grow. When I can tell you ain't working hard at all. Tell people you work hard, you ain't working hard at all. Go deep with your investment. You're Cold for you, yo. You need to go inside. It's not a money problem, it's an idea problem. Epic real estate investment, man. that we can solve them. Scared money, don't make money. Passive income, cash flow, yo. How you create money? Savers are losers. Open your eyes and see them. Max, there we are, creating your financial freedom. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow
1: yeah welcome welcome to the epic real estate investing show glad you found us the epic intensive is coming up the cash flow conclave May 31st through June 2nd in Indianapolis and uh, free tickets are almost gone we always give away the first 25 for free so uh, helps us with uh, our hotel accommodations and just all the 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 logistics. Uh, so if you'd like to grab one of those last free tickets, go to epicintensive.com, epicintensive.com. Alrighty? So last week, we discussed virtual wholesaling, and lots of lots of chatter out there about that, that subject. And in that show, I, I led you to an opportunity that I thought was, and still think is, in demand and what that is it's an environment where people in the higher end markets can connect with more of the middle America type markets and create some mutually beneficial business relationships and you know my my clients from the coast like you know like um all the both coasts uh, like like San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, New Jersey, Boston and down to San Diego, maybe Miami. Uh, those markets feel that they are at; they feel they are at a disadvantage because the prices of the properties in their areas—they've got an extra zero at the end of that price tag—and they want to invest virtually because of that. That that extra zero is scary to them. It, I, I I can see where that comes from. Uh, I I remember having that feeling before, you know. But after so much. Uh, water under the bridge with regard to my real estate experience. I've come to learn that that extra zero doesn't mean anything. It's the exact same process. But nonetheless, they they want to invest virtually because of that. And then I have those clients from middle America. They feel they're at a disadvantage because they can't afford the marketing budget and the, that they feel is necessary to really win in their market. And, and these are all just feelings. They're all just thoughts and ideas. And and none of them, none of it is true. By the way, neither one is true. It's just different perceptions of what is going on in their world, and what's actually so. You know, just like the story that I shared, uh, I shared it last week about my client in Kansas. He felt he was at a disadvantage in his market; that real estate investing didn't work in his market, and he was looking in other markets and just didn't like his market. But then one of my other clients is mailing into his market. Um, into his very city of what he's trying to escape and totally crushing it. Did 88 deals last year in his market, in the market that he thinks doesn't work. So I'm not calling him out. It doesn't make him right or wrong, good or bad. It doesn't. And there's no judgment here whatsoever. It's just illustrating of how we can get inside of our head, be looking for a solution where you might not need the solution. You might be sitting right on top of the solution and uh, you might be creating problems that don't really exist as well. And as I've been saying... You know, real estate investing works in every market. I mean, as long as there are houses there and there are people that live in those houses, real estate as a business will work there. So, I mean, there may be fluctuations between the volume that you can uh, uh, get done there and between the equity spreads that you can get done there. And those things kind of ebb and flow. They go back and forth together. There's a little bit of relationship there, but I don't know, but maybe even not. But the opportunities, they're the same, give or take. And I I say give or take because there may be some fluctuations, but, but what I know for sure is they are not different. They are not opposed. It's not one is good or bad, one works, one doesn't right? It's not black and white, whether investing real estate, it it works or not in any given market. It works in every market. I mean, who built the market? It was a real estate investor and transactions continue to happen in those markets and they continue to happen with people. Transactions do not happen without people. And the reason that we can buy real estate at a discount is because people with that own property have problems and problems are created for people on a daily basis. So it just, it works everywhere. You know, last week I invited people to apply for the Ground and Pound School so that they could get certified and I would then feel comfortable giving them entry into this virtual environment where competent and committed people could meet and form their own business relationships and they could just go about and do what they want to do anyway. And so a number of you, a large number of you took me up on that invitation, which I found very encouraging. Yet after, I don't know, 50 plus conversations or so, I and the team, we came to a conclusion. For those of you that inquired, for the most part, um, it wasn't everybody, there's certainly some exceptions here, but for the most part, and this may be difficult for you to hear, but uh, we as a team, we kind of came to the consensus that, and you might want to consider this for yourself, even if you didn't inquire and we didn't have this conversation with you, uh, consider that it's not so much the markets that you have a doubt in, it's yourself that you're doubting. Consider that you don't necessarily want to invest virtually because you think you live in a sucky market. Consider that you want to invest virtually because you don't want to do the work. If you didn't apply and we've never spoken, I don't know, just consider this. Try this on. Try this on for size. Let's try this on as a teaching opportunity here. And just try it on like it's a new coat. And you're going to wear it. You're going to put it on in the store. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to like the way it looks and you're going to go buy it. Or you're not going to like the way it looks and you're going to put it back on the rack. Um, My son, he just uh, started his second season of Little League Baseball. And he's six. Six years old. And this year he's got a totally different type of coach for his team. Meaning last year's coach had you know, these, these short little 45-minute practices, and it was all about making sure that the kids were, were having fun. That's what it was all about. Let's just keep it nice and, and short and make sure everybody has fun. And this year, though, Mateo's coach, his coach means business, right? He's started holding practices six weeks prior to the season even beginning. I mean, these are six-year-olds, by the way, if I didn't say that. And, you know, he's holding practices two days per week. And although the schedule reads a 90-minute practice realistically they are rolling into two hour practices every day and i appreciate that i actually like it i think it's it's good for the kids in my opinion and i think they all need a little bit of grit in their life especially in today's um environment of marshmallow and bubble gum but uh, i share that with you for no other reason than i can only sit in the bleachers for so long watching six-year-olds play baseball before i kind of start to lose it so I frequently, I, I get up to walk around, I get up to st- uh, walk around, I stretch my legs, I pass some time, hoping that uh, when I do return to my seat, we're going to be that much closer to the end of the practice by by um, just hoping that uh, the time passes. It's one of those things, that, you know, if you're at a job and you just keep looking at the clock, it's kind of like that. I enjoy the first 45 minutes or so, but then uh, again, it's six-year-olds playing baseball. <laughs> anyway, my son, he where he holds his practice, there are several fields there at at any Given time, you'll, you'll see a number of different teams practicing or playing games, uh, from six-year-olds playing their baseball and the four-year-olds playing t-ball to, to the high school teams to the girls softball. I mean, everything having to do with baseball is going on there pretty much at all times during the week, daily. So this past Sunday, as I was uh, on one of my leg-stretching walks, Uh, One of the fields over there had some activity going on that caught my attention and and there was one middle-aged guy working with probably a half a dozen or so girls of what looked like they were probably members of the local college softball team. They were older and they were good. And uh, it was was really fascinating. This coach really had his act together. He had the girls running through very organized drills and he wasn't taking it easy on them by any means. You know, and in as many years of baseball that I have under my belt, I was learning a thing or two by just listening to the coach. I'd never heard some of the stuff that he was saying before. And, and I was just watching him work with these girls. And I was like, wow, that's good advice. No one ever told me that. That could have helped if I had that advice back in the day. And anyway, and during this one portion of the practice, he was conducting these infield drills. And he's just really... Hounding the ball, hitting it hard to the infield, you know, calling out plays and hitting it to the second baseman and hit it, go to first and hit to the short, go to first, hit the third, go to first, and then okay, infield, let's turn two and you know he's just running the, running the running these drills and in this one particular ball that he hit and he hit it really hard and he hit it to the girl playing shortstop and it got by her, right, just barely, but it, but it got by her, and um, the coach when it went by her, he stopped the drill. And he asked her, hey, did the ball get by you? And she replied, yes. And then he asked, did you get dirty? And she said, no. And then he said, change one of those answers. And it gave me chills. I'd never heard that before. And he, he proceeded to hit the ball again right at her, seemingly even harder, like he was pissed, of which she had to die for it. And she indeed got dirty this time. And she indeed did stop the ball. She hopped to her feet and fired the ball to first. So I share that with you in the spirit of, if you're not getting the results that you're looking for out of your real estate, out of your business, I'm going to ask you, are you getting dirty? If not, change one of those answers. And what a convergence of events that, that we had this these slew of phone calls for the ground and pound school with the majority of people wanting everything that real estate promises, but trying to get it by avoiding getting dirty. So I ask you right now, if you're not getting the results that you want out of your real estate investing, where in your business are you not getting dirty? Or where could you get dirtier? Because if you want control over your business, if you want to be hands-on, meaning you don't want to pay someone else like a turnkey operation or a wholesaler a a premium for their deals, meaning you want the deep discount for yourself, you're going to have to get dirty. There are no shortcuts. Here's what you want to get real comfortable with. Real estate, it's hot right now. It's a big deal, right? It's really hot and everybody wants to get in. Yet nobody really wants to put the pieces in place or, or the training in place or make the investments in their business or their systems or the investments in themselves to weather the storm. You know, one of the two things I'm, I'm proud of as, a, as an entrepreneur is I launched my two successes in life during very difficult times. You know, when I, when I started my record label, that barrier to entry, the barrier in, to entry to do that, it was really high. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of money. I actually didn't have any. I was a professional sound and lighting salesman. I, I sold DJ equipment and we, I worked in this big warehouse. And, and that's what I did 40, 50 hours a week. And I don't know, I made maybe $40,000 a year. And that wasn't too bad for a 25 year old almost, you know, 25 years ago but by no means was I a, a pillar of society or any sort of symbol of wealth nor you know did I have enough to live on and finance a record label but I was able to do it because I was willing to make up what I lacked in finances I made up for it in sweat you know I borrowed money from my fellow salesmen the the guys that I worked with and I borrowed money from them to to press records and then I I spent my two days off a week i would drive driving my little nissan 200sx loaded with records in the trunk of my car from and i'd r- drive from los angeles to san francisco then down go east down through riverside you know spending the night in my car there cuz that took a full day just to do that and then driving from riverside down to san diego and then back up through orange county to los angeles you know if you're not from southern california that's a big trek. That's a two-day that's a two-day journey. It's a two-day circle. And uh, what I was doing is I was putting my records on the shelves of music stores. I was putting them on the stores or on the shelves of stores on consignment and then reporting back to my day job for five straight days and and then my two days off, boom, I'd started the whole process all over again. I drove that same route to go and collect from the music stores for the records that had sold. So I'd collect my my payment, my compensation for that. And then I'd replenish of what had sold, so I'd put new records on the shelf in place of the ones that did sell. And I did that for almost two years straight before I landed my big distribution deal, of which ultimately led me to all the success that I had in music. And then uh, what would become Epic Real Estate, that started just I don't know eighteen months before the the big economy collapse in I guess two thousand seven. And just when I hit my stride with regard to wholesaling properties, even almost every one of my connections that I was really kind of thriving and putting this business together, almost every one of my connections, they were ran out of the business. They were all out of business. They left the business. And I kept going, though, because I, actually because I didn't have a choice. I mean, you know my story about bagging groceries. And so I knew I, I didn't, and I just learned how to do this real estate thing. And so I didn't feel like learning anything new. I didn't want to learn anything new. And even if I wanted to, I had no idea what that would have been. I didn't have a choice. So I had to hustle and create new relationships because there there wasn't a budget for marketing. I mean, it was just straight earning relationships and earning the right to work with people. You know, and ten years later, you know, I've had one of the the more successful podcasts on iTunes for the I don't know, the last eight years. I'm currently sitting pretty consistently at number two, and and uh, still striving for number one. But we've been here for eight years. Started our ninth year this year, and, and later this year, I'm going to be releasing my new book, of which I'm confident is going to shake things up a bit, and people are going to they're going to become they're going to come wondering. Hey, where did this guy come from? Where did this, I I'm, I'm imagine I'll hear it is where did this overnight success come from? That's what, how big this book is gonna be. And, you know, when I started both of these ventures that I just went through the, the record business and then the real estate part of it, I started with nothing both times. I had no overhead, I had no staff. Um, I worked out of my house, going in and out of odd jobs, part time jobs, temporary jobs, you know, whatever it took to help make ends meet during the low times so I could keep the bigger dreams alive. And and the point being, I really had to get scrappy and I really had to get dirty to keep things together. And that's not to demonstrate, ooh, look how tough I had it. No, I didn't have it tough. I mean, shoot, I live in America, we don't have it tough. But rather just to show you that it took something to get where I am today. Right, It wasn't an, an easy path, it wasn't a straight line even. It was, it was tough and there was a lot of times where I just had to do what was necessary. And, and what I really want out of today's episode is for everyone to just kind of step back and think about how badly do I really want this? How badly do you really want this? I want you to think like, am I afraid of getting dirty for the greater good? Is my addiction to looking good the primary obstacle in my way? Is it really the market? Is it really like my lack of time? Is it really limited finances? You know, I ask these questions because I think we're living through a very unique time. And we've been living through this time for a while. Of push button this. Instant gratification that. Shiny object this. Silver bullet that. You know, real estate investing is really hot right now. Entrepreneurship overall, it's really sexy. You know, the the whole side hustle thing is surrounded by a whole bunch of bling and glamour right now. And I think this era is going to come to an end at some point. The only thing that will never change is that things will always change. And I think this era is going to come to an end at some point. You know, whether it's this year or five years from now, I I don't know. But it will. It's coming to an end. And, And what I don't want to see is you... Who has this dream of taking down everything that real estate promises? Has this dream of financial independence, this dream of financial freedom, this dream of escaping the rat race? I don't want to see you you not get there, and when the world shifts, I don't want to see that. I don't want you to find yourself, you know, having uh, jumped out of the frying pan and into the fire, so to speak. I don't want to see you end up working retail, or you know, being a fry cook or bagging groceries because I've been there. I've done all of them. I know that's the alternative for me if I don't get dirty during these good times that we're living through. And so I'd highly recommend something that's not discussed very much right now. I would highly recommend that you get dirty and get good at this. Take advantage of this time to get good at it. Get good at it so you know how to make money. So you know how to take advantage of the market when it does shift. You know, moving at half speed or half effort right now will not prepare you to thrive when the market shifts because it will. So get dirty. So what does getting dirty in real estate look like? Let's, let's talk about that. I've really made it as simple as I possibly can. And I've made it available to anyone that wants it for free, for zero cost. You know, if you're not a member of the Epic Pro Academy, this is what you do. Go to report.com and you can download the Daily Success Report. There you're gonna see a free web class that demonstrates exactly how to use it, okay? And you're gonna be opted into my email list. And if you don't wanna receive any more emails from me, just scroll down to the bottom of that email list and click the unsubscribe button. You'll never hear from me again. But you'll still have the Daily Success Report. Once you, you grab the Daily Success Report and you're gonna see a little link or a little button to a free web class that's going to show you exactly how to use it. Now, in that web class right now, there is nothing for sale. I'm not going to ask you for anything. Now, at the end, if you'd like some additional help, I'll show you how to get it. But there's nothing to buy in this web class. It's a free web class that shows you of the nine profit accelerators inside of the REI's framework that I use to create badass real estate investors. It's going to show you which three to focus on for the fastest results. I mean, you need all nine, but to get some fast traction and results, you're going to see the three that are worthy of your immediate attention. And in this web class, I'm going to walk you through the daily success report step-by-step step so that you know exactly what getting dirty in this business looks like. So you know exactly what it takes to succeed in this business. So you know exactly what you have to do right now so that you are ready when this market gets difficult. Difficult for those that don't prepare, that is. DailySuccessReport.com, that's my gift to you. If you still want to go and apply for the Ground and Pound School, uh, we have spots open, GroundAndPoundSchool.com. If you want to rehab that conversation after today's episode, then go through and just opt in again, fill it in and you can uh, set another appointment and we'll take it from there, all righty? So now you know, no excuses. You know, I, I remember uh, in my mid or late, late 20s, I was going to, uh, I started going to a Bible study and I remember reading through the word and, you know, every time I went to a Bible study, then I, I would learn something, like I'd learn something that I didn't know and I was like, oh crap. Now that you know it, now God is holding you accountable. So it's like, well now that you know this particular thing is a sin, you might have had an excuse yesterday because you didn't know it was a sin, but today you know it's a sin, so now you don't have an excuse. So if you actually commit that sin again, it's a conscious effort. And I just I share that with you because now that you know how to access What's going to make you successful in this business? And I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. If you don't do it, understand that that's a conscious decision. So now you know. Time to do. Alrighty, that's it for today. God bless and to your success. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. Yeah,
0: yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.